0: Hello and welcome to the Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 16th of August 2021. In InfoSec news this week, a judge in South Carolina has struck out a number of claims in a consolidated class action suit alleging cloud CRM provider Blackboard did not do enough to prevent a 2020 ransomware attack. But allegations under California's Consumer Privacy Act, or CCPA, will move forward. Blackboard, a cloud software provider which sells CRM systems for fundraising and communications to charities and educational institutions, admitted last year that it had paid off a ransomware group which hit its servers with file-encrypting software back in May. It said at the time the cybercriminal did not access credit card information, bank account information or social security numbers, however... Based on information in a September 2020 US stock market 8K filing, Blackboard said the ransomware infection had potentially resulted in miscreants making off with banking details. According to an order filed last week by the judge hearing the consolidated class action case in the District of Columbia, South Carolina, the complaints allege the CRM firm failed to comply with industry and regulatory standards by neglecting to implement security measures to mitigate the risk of unauthorised access, utilising outdated servers, storing obsolete data, and maintaining unencrypted data fields. This case, which deals with a grand total of more than 15 lawsuits by 34 plaintiffs across 20 US states, was consolidated into a single complaint in April by the Judicial Panel on Multi-District Litigation. The claim, if successful, could net statutory damages of up to $750 per violation, Another of the claims, filed under Florida's Deceptive and Unfair Trades Practices Act, was that Blackboard engaged in a deceptive act or unfair practice by allegedly making misrepresentations and omissions about its security efforts and the scope of the ransomware attack. Blackboard previously argued back in July this year that the plaintiffs did not show their alleged injuries were traceable to this initial data breach. Blackboard has claimed that there is no evidence that the plaintiff's personal information was on the dark web or being marketed for sale, citing the crawl summary, an investigation by an external cybersecurity firm into whether the named plaintiff's personal information was publicly exposed as a result of the ransomware attack. The plaintiffs, on the other hand, say that the miscreants can commit identity fraud without contact information or social security numbers by combining and cross-referencing data stolen. The case continues. Nearly half, or 48%, of US hospitals have disconnected their networks in the past six months due to ransomware, according to a new study from Philips and CyberMDX. The Perspectives in Healthcare Security report is based on interviews with 130 IT and cybersecurity hospital executives and biomedical engineers and technicians. These findings reveal the outsized impact ransomware continues to have on healthcare organisations after they battled a surge in attacks during the early months of the pandemic. Respondents who admitted to shutting down networks due to ransomware were a mix of those who did so proactively to avoid damaging breach and those forced to do so because of a severe malware infection. Medium-sized hospitals appear to have suffered most from the impact of such attacks of respondents which experienced a shutdown due to external factors, large facilities suffered an average of 6.2 hours downtime at the cost of $21,500 per hour. In comparison, mid-sized hospitals averaged nearly 10 hours at $45,700 per hour. Skill gaps and low levels of investment in cybersecurity were highlighted as possible contributing factors. Just 11% of respondents said cybersecurity is a high priority for spending, while nearly half of all respondents claim their medical device and IOT security staffing levels are inadequate. More concerning still is many hospitals still appear to be exposed to severe legacy vulnerabilities. 52% of respondents admitted they are not protected against the Blue Keep vulnerability, rising to 64% for WannaCry and 75% for NotPetya. The CEO of CyberMDX claimed the report would help raise awareness of critical cybersecurity deficiencies among many healthcare organizations. With new threat actors emerging every day, healthcare organizations are facing an unprecedented level of challenges to their security, according to his statement. Hospitals in particular have a lot at stake, from revenue loss to reputational damage, and most importantly, patient safety. One of the first steps towards improving security posture is comprehensive asset discovery and inventory. However, there are too many healthcare organisations currently failing. Nearly two-thirds, or 65% of respondents, claim they rely on manual methods to calculate inventory, with many of those from mid-size hospitals, at 15%, and large hospitals, at 13%, admitting they have no way to determine the number of active or inactive devices on their networks. A secret terrorist watch list with 1.9 million records, including classified no-fly records, was exposed on the internet. This list was left accessible on an elastic search cluster which had no password. In July earlier this year, security discovery researcher Bob Diachenko came across this plethora of JSON records in an exposed elastic search cluster which piqued his interest. This 1.9 million strong record set contained sensitive information on people including their names, country, citizenship, gender, date of birth, passport details and no-fly status. This exposed server was indexed by search engines Census and ZoomEye, indicating Diachenko may not have been the only person to come across the list. The researcher said that given the nature of the exposed fields, e.g. passport details and no-fly indicators, it appeared to be a no-fly or similar terrorist watch list. Additionally, the researcher noted some elusive fields, such as tag, nomination type, and selectee indicator, that weren't immediately understood by him. To quote the initial disclosure, that was the only valid guess given the nature of data, plus there was a specific field named TSC underscore ID, which hinted to him that the source of the record set could be the Terrorist Screening Center, or TSC. The FBI's TSC is used by multiple federal agencies in the US to manage and share consolidated information for counterterrorism purposes. The agency maintains the classified watch list called the Terror Screening Database, sometimes also referred to as the No Fly List. Such databases are regarded as highly sensitive in nature, considering the vital role that they play in aiding national security and law enforcement tasks. Terrorists or reasonable suspects who pose a national security risk are nominated for placement on the Secret Watch list at the government's discretion. This list is referenced by airlines, multiple agencies such as Department of State, Department of Defense, Transportation Security Authority, and Customs and Border Protection, to check if a passenger is allowed to fly, inadmissible to the United States, or to assess their risk for various other activities. The researcher discovered this exposed database on July the 19th, interestingly on a server with a Bahrainian IP address, not a United States one. The same day, he rushed to report the data leak to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, or DHS, stating, I discovered the exposed data on the same day and reported it to the DHS, The exposed server was taken down about three weeks later, on August 9th, 2021. It's not clear why it took so long, and I don't know for sure whether any unauthorised parties accessed it. It has not been confirmed if the server leaking this list belonged to a US government agency or a third-party entity. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel weekly podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.